0: But one thing I know for sure is that Lindor's a pro. He's played a lot of baseball his whole life. He's got great hands, a great bat. He'll be all right to go. The Browns traded for Odell
1: Cornelius Beckham Jr. Let's go. This is a joke. Young men expressing themselves.
0: I guarantee you Benny Snell will be a great running back in the NFL. I'm not going down to anyone's basement. You piss me off, Harry.
1: <laughs> Splooge. It is Monday, April 8th, 2019. And the BJs are in the playoffs. Uh, As soon as I started listening to that intro again, you catch in the middle of it Don Cherry, one of the famous hockey talking heads out there, and he had that that comment about young men expressing themselves. He was more specifically talking about the Carolina Hurricanes and their post-game celebrations. And boy, my friend old Donnie's going to have a nice time watching his team in the playoffs because if they get a little bit of success... Watch out, because not only is Don going to have an issue with it, I think the national landscape of the sport will. But thank you for joining us today. Another great podcast. Uh, the Indians have won four straight, and the Boston Red Sox look like they're lost in quicksand. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing well. Doing I got, well.
0: I got big grievances right now.
1: Hey, big grievances. That's fine. We'll go ahead and start with those right away before we dive into our main topics today. What do you got? All right, so there's— I don't
0: know if you guys watch college baseball at all, but there's this new rule no. in college baseball where the if the player gets hit by a pitch— the umpire has the discretion To send him to first base Or have him stay there And then he, they also have the discretion to call it a strike So they can also call it a strike If you get hit by a pitch So last night One of my former team Coach, player gets hit Clearly gets hit So far off the plate It's not even a question Hitting coach says something Says it has a few words for the umpire Gets tossed All this thing construes Next thing you know they're gonna go to replay. Yeah, he's hit. So he gets first base. Coach is tossed. Absolutely a crazy situation. This rule though has been screwing over some teams. You saw a couple guys lose from it two weekends ago in the bottom of ninth inning. Run was on second base. Uh guy up three two count. Gets hit, calls it a strike three. Game
1: over. So they could just I mean, the umk regardless of how he feels about the play, it could just plunk him score in the side and he can say stay there. Stay stay there or call it a strike. Like, staying there isn't calling it a ball. He can stay there and
0: call it a ball or stay there and call it a strike.
1: How is what that? kind of this? is, is this? 2019. How can you have a rule where it's clearly the guy gets hit and he doesn't get rewarded first base?
2: Like, I'll understand, like, if someone's crowding the strike zone and, like, okay, like, I'll understand that aspect. But, like, if you're just standing in the box...
0: No, in the box. And you, and get,
2: and you get plunked and then you can still
0: get a call, a call to strike? Call strike. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and if you don't make an attempt...
1: You have to make an attempt to get out of the way so the ball doesn't hit you. See, I, always, I thought that, like many laws out there, I thought it was just a suggestion, not an actual thing you actually well, had to follow. Yeah,
0: and but so now it's all a big rule about, so the umpires have been calling strikes on balls that have been in the, in the batter's box, basically. Strike three, you're out. No. But are they, are, are they even swinging?
1: No, they're getting hit. <laughs> well, you can still swing yeah, get no, they're, hit, they're and get hit to call it a strike. No, they're getting hit. Well, okay, like I feel- Is this just in college? Just in college. Thank God.
2: Well, okay. Like, define getting out of the way. Like, if I, if, if a ball's coming at me, like, if I rotate myself so it hits me like in the back, so not the side, is that attempting or no?
0: Do I? It's to- up to the discretion of the umpire. That's ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. This new rule that
1: yeah, I'll
0: oh, go ahead finish your thought. Oh, you this new well. rule that the, that the NCAA thinks is so grand. It's a new rule. It's been. It's this year. It's this year that they have the discretion to call it a strike. Who's bright? I mean, this went
1: through like a committee and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought I thought the idea was uh, the general thought was to shorten baseball games. I feel <laughs> I feel like this adds on at least another five minutes because someone, I, if I'm a manager, I'm going to run out there because I'm going to be pissed off. My player gets hit in the side and he gets a called strike on him. Yeah, now that won't fly. You know. Yeah. Th-
1: I'll, I'll say this and we'll just finish the topic on that. This is the same organization that just willingly gives out me- or like. Hardships the guys transferring like Tate Martell that had no argument whatsoever and just uh, lets them go play. There's le- no argument. Coach there. left. There's no argument there. Your coach left. You're allowed to leave. And all 99 percent of other players don't get to play right away when their coach leaves and they transfer. Well, no. I think if your coach leaves, you should be able to transfer. Should you? Yes. But is there any rule in place? No. They just willingly pick and choose when that's applied, see, and that's how the NCAA carries themselves.
2: See, it was my understanding was that if your coach did leave, then you also got to leave and then
1: play right away. That was never a rule. That's it's never been a rule. It's Ever. Well, that should be. It's like, the that, like the hardship. You can su- you can file a hardship with the NCAA and they can determine if your argument's valid or not.
0: It's up to the discretion of the NCAA.
1: Which everything is the, this, these days, and it's ridiculous.
0: The authoritative body that it is, it has mm-hmm. no oversight that needs to be dismantled.
1: They're also not making a comment on that double dribble in the Virginia Auburn game. So I mean, if
0: you had any
1: respect <laughs> yeah. for them in the first place, you kind of just lost it last um, night. They did. They did come out and say that they didn't force guy to take off his take down
0: his his page, his registry.
1: Well, that was a misconception of the rule book and whatnot. And Virginia's compliance office was kind of hesitant, and they wanted to make sure, right, especially getting into this big part of the season, they want him to not get anywhere close to committing well, a violation.
0: They would, would instead, it would come down so hard it
1: wouldn't even be funny. If it was against the rules, but the thing is, is that the NCA is so bad. There's, they're never transparent they and sending the out rules. their rules, and they make them. Honestly, they make them up on the fly. That there was like, I think it was a tweet that went semi-viral that really kind of. Made the wedding registry legal for him. Yeah. Like no one. It never came from an official statement, and ne- never came from anything. It was just like, oh, a quote from Mark Emmert, president of the NCAA, says yada yada yada. Yad. Yeah. Like that's how they operate, and that's just frustrating. But uh just getting into some normal baseball talk right now. So Joey Gallo, I wanted to bring this up. He is the only player in MLB history with 100 career hits who has more home runs than singles. If that's not the defining factor of what the new age of baseball is, I don't know what it is, guys. Yeah, that's that's very impressive, very very impressive. Joey Gallo can really really hit. Me. Oh, absolutely. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying this is the shift of it's home run or bust with most of these these guys. Like, are we? I I know we've had this debate in the past, but are we happy with that and how the game's shifting? Absolutely or? not. I see. I agree with so you. I'm guy. watching Boston play and they <laughs> get a guy on first base
0: and I want to butt him but I'm over. Bottom over, hit but
1: statistically, in.
0: that doesn't actually well, give you an advantage. But small ball works, but they're trying to hit one guy in. So one guy gets from the first, trying to go for the home run. And string a few hits other. Two or three hits in the other. together. You don't play
1: in a minor league ballpark every game. I mean, come on oh, now. My, we play in a <laughs> big league park every game. You cannot tell me the pesky pole is part of a, <laughs> a major league baseball park. <laughs> regulation size. It is. Come on, on now. And the green monster's 50 feet away from home plate.
0: Bust my I, I'm, house. I'm just trying to, I'm minor, trying to fire you up Minor league ballpark
1: It's a major league ballpark But to talk about these teams And specifically your Red Sox Is there anything now that we're another week on Is there anything with this team concerning you Because I don't know Watching Rick Porcello just get the doors blown off of him By the Diamondbacks <laughs> Might concern me just a little bit with how my rotation is looking Our bullpen is actually
0: starting out to be pretty okay Aver- but I mean, our rotation. Average.
1: But the issue is, is because your bo- your starters rotation are
0: bad. Has been abysmal. Um, nothing else to say about that. It's just been bad. It's been rough to watch.
1: Yeah, it has. Day I, in and day out. And- David Price is why I told you guys last week when we were doing our drafts, I was going to avoid David Price at all costs because when he's not a reliever, for some reason in this era of the past couple of years, he just has not had it as a starter. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez is another guy that I'm not very high on. And even when he's healthy, I don't know what he's bringing to the table most nights for you. Uh, Rick Porcello, since he won the Cy Young, I haven't seen enough from him to qualify him as a top three rotation guy. Um, and then on top of it, Sale came out of the gates really slow. And I, as someone that loves premium pitching, I want to see him pick it up rather fast because, Guys like that, if they start slow, it's hard for them to get their feet underneath themselves. And I'm kind of worried with Corey Kluber in that sense of that aspect. Like, if they can't get their feet underneath them early, that's concerning.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've kind of seen this from Corey Kluber in the past, where, granted, it's never really right off the gate. He'll have some good starts, and then uh, we'll call it, like, early June. Like, he'll have a couple bad starts, go on the DL, come back, then it will be fine. Um, However, him being... Honestly, this bad this early is cause for concern uh, because his last appearance was just absolutely
1: terrible. I mean, the thing that's concerning me with him is his command. It's just not there. Right. Like, he cannot find his spots in the zone at all. Right. And when he does, he's missing terribly, and he's getting punished for it, honestly.
2: Right. Yeah, and uh, against the White Sox, three and a third inning pitched, eight hits. So, he gave up eight hits, three and a third. And four earned runs, three walks. Like Corey Kluber was the guy that he would never walk anybody. And then here we go. He averaged a walk per inning that he pitched in this last game against the the White Sox. And granted, in his in his first start against the the Twins, he he'd win seven innings, uh, gave up two runs. So I mean, that's kind of more typical. Um, you know, it's it is it in my mind, it's a cause for concern though.
1: Of course, you're obviously not writing him off. Of course, we're not that crazy, but I, I'm really interested. Excuse me, I'm interested to see how he handles this Tigers lineup coming on Tuesday night, or mm. I think all those games this week are during the day, so Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And how he handles because I mean, I'm not here to tout Jordan Zimmerman, but he's he kind of looks like he's reborn in his first couple of starts. Yeah. Which is kind of shocking to think about. But, I mean, can he duel against him early on, and can he get his feet back under him? I'm really interested to see if he can do that, because if not, is it time to start focusing your focus? as in, in talking about an ace guy and centering your team around it, is it time to shift it to Bauer if he can't get his feet underneath himself in the next couple of starts? Well, I Bauer's th- been your ace. I don't disagree with you in terms of stuff he has. So but is Bauer, Clevenger, Kluber? I love Clive. That's why I drafted him. I love the guy, but... I don't have the heart in me to put him over top of Kluber right now, but I do agree with Trevor Bauer. I watched. I told you guys two years ago that Clevenger
0: will become your number two and number one in the next three years.
1: You did, and you did a very good job with that. I think a lot of that has to do with, and I was going to bring this up later, is he's improved a lot of his pitches, so I think his fastball – Velocity averages up at least three miles per hour. He was hitting 93, 94. He was averaging 97 or 96.1 today on this yep. fastball. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah, he was on, on top of it. He was blowing
0: pitches past guys. But it's not just that. He's got secondary stuff. He does. He's got legit stuff. And he is, he could challenge Bauer as
1: your number one. And next, statistically, next year. Statistically, he does. Um. Well, I don't want to look ahead, but that's gonna be interesting to see how they handle that because Bauer's gonna be heading into his last year of arbitration. Is he on the team next year? I don't. I don't know. We'll have to figure out as we go along with that. We'll take him in Boston. We'll pay him. <sighs> I'm up. sure. I'm sure you will. Will you pay him at the one year deals that he wants? Though? Yeah. <laughs> he won't, he won't commit. Though. That's the thing. He wants one year deals. He wants to play the Le- the LeBron game, which actually, in the long run, probably works out the best for the Indians.
2: No, it's definitely, uh, someone doing that's definitely more team-friendly. And so Bauer's basically just betting on himself by doing that. So like, if he has one bad year, then he's understanding then of, okay, won't get paid as much that, that following season if he does that. And then also, too, like I said, it plays into the teams because you're not, if someone, like say something were to happen to him and he goes downhill, then you're not stuck in this long contract trying to pay someone that won't be as useful as he was when you first signed the contract.
1: No, yeah. Modern day GMs kind of like that idea as much as security is also a big thing to them. I think they'd rather take one year deals than the eight, 10 year deals that guys are trying to get these days. But it's going to be interesting, again, looking towards the future. Next year will be the final year of control for for both Bauer and Kluber. the talks for trading Kluber were this big this offseason. It's going to be very interesting to see how they go into next year. And if they do feel that confident that they can ride the wave of one-year deals with Bauer, I think that will be the defining factor of why they could eventually say, it was nice, Klubs, but we got to go a different direction. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But, Sal, I want to turn back to you real quick. So, we talked about this on the phone today, but you said, they're getting ready, your, your Red Sox, they're ready to bring back Dustin Pedroia in a role yeah and I just gotta ask you why because I don't understand it
0: because he is Boston I mean that's the that's the honest truth about it he is he is and makes up Boston and so short and angry um,
1: I mean no. you're not you're not giving me anything of substance that if I'm there, is my, no, there is no reason why if I'm Jared Karabas and I'm trying to get behind why I'm a big fan of Dustin Perjoya coming back why why would that be?
0: I I can't tell you why you should be big. Because
1: I don't know what this team's doing. I don't know what your team's doing right now. I don't trying to win ball games as best as possible. But here's the issue: in your division, you cannot afford these types of 10-game lapses like this. You just can't afford it. Now the Yankees have had their struggles early. They've kind of gotten back on track, playing the the Orioles on the road again. By the way, Sanchez hit three bombs. Three three bombs. I think he's the first. He's the youngest Yankee since Jordy Mercer.
0: I don't care. I just got me some fantasy points.
1: Oh, I'm sure he did. Hitting
0: him hitting him
1: for, for home runs. But here's another guy that I want to talk about. He's one of my favorite players in the game real quick is Cody Bellinger. I mean, this guy is, as the kids like to say, he's raking. I think he leads the, the majors in home runs right now with six. He's either six or seven right now. He's hitting all over the park right now. This is a guy that after that strong first season he had, he kind of had that sophomore slump. Early on last year and then picked it back up. But he's looking like year one all over again here in year three.
2: Yeah, no, Bellinger, he has been absolutely on fire. And you are correct, he does have uh, six home runs. So uh, and he leads the league in a lot of statistical categories as of, as of this point as well. So, I mean,
1: he, he's, he's a good kid. Are we surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I I expected this out of him but maybe not just as immediate. I don't know. I mean, this lineup, for what it's worth, this Dodgers lineup is actually, I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't expect it to overachieve this fast this early. I mean, putting up th- a 30-run run differential right now and playing some quality competition.
0: Well, realize they're not hitting home run. They're not trying to go for the home run.
1: That's true, too. I mean, you got Seager still working his way back from Tommy John. He's still slowly getting But you got
0: guys the- hitting doubles and singles and, they get a home run. They get a home run, but they're not swinging
1: for the fences. But they're also getting contributions from guys that are either past their prime or working their way up, and they're not there yet. Take a look at their catcher position. Austin Barnes is a pretty good up and coming catcher, and I feel like that's why they were okay with letting Yasmani Grandal go. Yeah. And then they also brought in Russell Martin, who had some pretty good at bats so far this year.
2: So from the from the catcher spot, they are both of them combined. They're hitting over four hundred right and now.
1: That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Then, obviously, you still have Max Muncy. Looking in the outfield, you're getting early contributions from Jock Peterson. I don't expect him to have his on-base and uh, batting average as high as it is right now. But if you can get somewhere near in that ballpark where he is right now, that's impressive. And you also got to look to the young guy that the Indians tried to acquire in many trades for Kluber this offseason. Alex Verdugo is looking like the real deal in the outfield.
0: They can really play. They can. made Dodgers have made a run. And then you got also you got Julio playing tonight, and Julio is making a, making a case for
1: to be in the lineup once once one of those guys come back. I saw a stat today. I don't think it's exactly the same anymore, but I believe the run differential, if you're counting between the Dodgers and the Red Sox, it's currently hey, sixty we, runs. We don't hear
0: that. We hear
1: that. What's wrong with your offense though? I mean, you have all this talent. Now I will say I am disappointed. Rafael Devers has not grown into who I thought he would be as a third baseman yet. Not even close. wasn't hurt all of last year. He was, but... He I was mean, hurt, hurt all I, of last year. I get it. No, trust me, I get it, but when when's it going to happen? Like, when's it going to happen with him? I'm not comparing him to a Tyler Naquin yet as a first-round pick whatnot, but when am I going to get the reward of what he was valued at? I think if this I'm a year Red Sox fan, be, obviously this year,
0: I'm not. This year he should, this year he should uh, be coming into... And his bat looks better. So let's look at his swings. His swings look good. Um. And the Red Sox, first of all, they got a tough slate. So they had to play. They had to play the Mariners and the A's back to back weekends, back to back series. And they both had already had two games under their belt. The Mariners right now are averaging
1: close to seven runs a game. Well, Scott is doing a great job over there. With oh, he is. But I mean, looking up and down that roster, I'm not like I'm not seeing the seven runs a game in them. Like I, I get Edwin Encarnacion's got the power bat. Chris uh, Davis. I'm talking about the Mariners, not the the A's. Oh, I love the A's. Don't oh, don't I'm, get me wrong. No, no, I I, I love the A's. I love Matt Olson. I love. So uh, what I
0: was gonna say is that all I'm saying is that they had the. It was the Mariners' third game, Red Sox' first game. So they're already starting to disadvantage. Do you really think
1: that Japan trip was that? Advantage? I I do
2: I do. See, I don't think that makes that much of a difference because then some of the te- some of them came back and had another spring training game later. Like, after you already played the two games so but that
0: that kind of sense of being being locked in like that for mentally game
2: see I, I don't know I just you're locked in I mean I guess because it is like uh obviously it's a bigger atmosphere over there than yeah. any spring training game so I, I guess but still that's just like it was literally a week before the rest of the season started you are
0: already locked in ready to go for the season you've already had your you've worked out your kinks your preseason kinks because usually, usually your first two series three series trying to get you're trying to get yourself right. Work out what you want to figure out, who's in the bet where, test some things out because spring trading you're only going half ass. And so now these guys are really I mean so they got the benefit of the doubt of playing two teams that already played before. And then they got they ran into the diamondbacks. And uh well that, that series just does not make any sense to me. Well when Zach golly's hitting for three RBIs in the <laughs> game, we got problems. Oh
1: man <laughs> I mean Adam Jones looks reborn. Well. Oh, wait, against you he does. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's not hard against you. Listen, them. we just waiting for next week to get home. Got to get home. Hey, but if you don't get started fast, watch how fast that fan base starts to turn on those players. Oh, for sure. Knowing Boston fans and how they operate, I would not They're be worse surprised than one fans. worse than oh, Philly fans. Oh, yeah. I, we, <laughs> yeah. We, we, they I threw go, snowballs I'm, at Santa <laughs> Claus, for God's <laughs> sakes. I, yeah, no doubt. I mean. <laughs> One last note talking about the Mariners. Obviously, it's not sustainable because they're winning games like 10 to 8, 10 to 7. They need to score high volume to keep up because their pitching staff isn't what it used to be. I mean, King Felix, that's not a guy I'm turning to every fifth or once every five days and asking him to produce what he used to five, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. But no, that was they good should, stuff. They should spend some money, go get a pitcher. Well, they. They would need money for that to be the case. Oh, are you serious? I don't know why I did that other day. We were talking <laughs> about Dick Vitale in between the break there. It only came up because we were talking about this news of sources emerge or saying that Rick Barnes, the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, has emerged as a serious candidate for the UCLA men's basketball head coaching job. And Rocky Top is dead. And now you might be asking yourself, well, why would Dick Vitale tie into that? Well, Bundy loves to tie any type of coaching search back into old Slick Rick, (laughs) who's already had his 10 seconds of fame. Ayo. (laughs) Wait. Listen, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, I'm not ready yet, okay, now I'm satisfied. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, go ahead, you might as well defend yourself at this point, because why would you think, let's take a minute on this, why do you think Rick Pitino deserves another big job? He wins ball games. He's also Slick Willie Rick.
0: <laughs> Wasn't he ever proven?
1: Yes! He, didn't he admit to this
2: in court? If, I mean, you, if, if you if you want me to for next could, show like the, I I'm pretty sure the court documents are public public information at this point. He
1: admitted to it. I can go back for next show I'm going to bring in the Rick Patino's testimony in the Karen Cipher trials. Would you like me to do that? No, but
0: but whatever Dickie V says he should be coaching. he's got to be some merit to. <laughs> There's it. some
1: things that were said that I can't say on air, but he said he uh you know, lasted for 10 seconds, pulled up his pants and went about his day. That's all I got to say. (laughs) All right, so we're going to make a nice little transition into unwritten rules of baseball. So, Zach, you have a list of about 25 unwritten rules of baseball, and I'm bringing this up because, as you know, the Pirates and the third worst team in the baseball world, the Cincinnati Reds, who I can't stand for the lick of life. Go ahead, Zach, and give us a little background, and let's get into this.
2: Alright, so everyone knows that baseball has a lot of unwritten rules, so uh, we'll just dive right into it. Okay, rule one. Don't talk about a no-hitter in progress. Those are for the superstitious ones out there.
1: I'm okay with that.
2: Any? any that's why you're money? supposed to give some input. No, I,
1: that's,
0: that's a good rule.
2: Alright, I'll combine the next two. Don't steal bases when greatly ahead or behind. Nah, no,
0: that's a bad
2: rule. No, I understand when ahead, because that's kind of like running... it. Well... Like if the teams, if you are that much better than a team, you don't need to be stealing second if you're already up eight runs and it's late in the game. But I'm I'm gonna disagree with uh, win greatly behind because like you know what, you never know. You could always find your way back into it. So I'm gonna agree with the head, but not the
1: behind. Why play for not the intent to win? Why not play to practice? Proper game. I mean, essentially at that point, you can use it like practice for the next game. I'm aware. I'm aware the game's over, but but come on.
0: If it's Mookie or Trey Turner, one of those guys, who's trying to hit. Thirty bombs and steal thirty bags, you get a free base. So
2: you're probably? just patting stats at this point.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> ain't nothing wrong patting little stats. Well, we
2: know your Red Sox need that. At make this that point. paper some point. You gotta make that money somehow, right? Uh, I guess. All right, next one. Don't steal third with two outs. To me, that's more just common, that's sense. common sense. That's sense. Unre- I don't know if that's a rule. Hey, I bl- blame ble- uh, blame Bleacher Report for uh, for this list. No, I need a name. Uh,
1: let's. Dan Talicki. All right, Dan, if you're listening to this podcast, straighten the f- up because that's not an unwritten rule. That's just a smart thing to not do. Okay?
2: Proceed. If a pitcher hits a teammate, hit one of theirs. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it has to, this has to be, like, if it was
1: done with intent, then yeah, by it all depends, means. It depends,
0: like, what, what was the, yeah, the all intent right, behind
1: but, it. I guess we're skipping spots here, but does that also include hitting pimp jobs, off of said pitcher.
2: Next one is don't admire a home run, which I'm going to disagree with. If you if you just smack one, you have every right to just pimp
1: that. And then I have every right to put one in your ear hole. <laughs> okay. Now
2: here, here's a comparison for you though. Okay, how come if a pitcher gets a big big third strike, and then he's allowed to show emotion and everything, but if a hitter just completely demolishes one 450 to dead center, he can't he can't stand there and show emotion.
1: I mean, I don't know if those compare because unless if you're playing in the NL, I don't know how you get back at them. There's emotion, and then there's just straight
0: absurd absurdities. What, I just I walked that home run today, hit, right. hit hit yesterday by the uh, good old Reds player, and Derek that was Dietrich, that was yeah. absurd.
2: Okay, so I haven't seen the video, so I don't know whether or not it was justified for. Uh...
1: He hit a bomb, but he just kind of sat there and legitimately just sat there and watched it and didn't even leave the batter's box uh-huh. until the thing was. In the river.
2: Okay. And then did he do a bat flip after that? I don't think he did. Okay. Right. I was going to say, I feel like you, sh- you should get one of the two. Like, you can stand there and watch it, or you can just absolutely pimp the bat oh, this flip. this is great
1: radio right now.
2: Great visual. Okay. So he hit the ball, absolutely demolished. This is in Pittsburgh, too. So the ball lands in the river. Okay, then he starts to run. Okay, so we don't see any bat flips. So, I, you know what? I'm going to give that one a pass.
1: But I wait, think you crazy, What's man. worse? That if I'm Archer, what? I'm putting that... Sh-
0: Okay. I hey! In your ear hole.
2: <laughs>
1: no, okay.
2: Now, there's two sides. Now, I'm going to be okay if he throws it at him. But then at that point, then he does not have, the Reds player does not have any right to then be pissed off. Because, like, you, if you do something and you cause a retaliation, you don't get to be mad
1: about the retaliation that you caused. Welcome to life in 2019. I mean, <laughs> so listen. This is this is human nature to always get the last leg up on everybody.
0: Listen, it's it's part of baseball. You don't get to do that kind of stuff. If you get a if you get to watch the ball go in the water, uh huh, you're getting thrown that
2: Right. No, I understand that. But I'm saying then at that point he does not have the right to then get upset about it.
0: Why? He just because get a, it was his fault that caused this but whole he got, thing to begin with. He got 97 in his ear.
1: Well, here's the thing. Archer just completely whiffed and threw it behind him. At that point, as the pitcher, you deserve to get your ass kicked. Because <laughs> not only did you just give up a pimp job, then you just failed at the one job you had to do. Who was
0: the... Well, let's see. Who was the guy... I forget his name. Two years ago, he
1: passed away from the Royals. Uh. You're, you're, um, it's not Edison Volquez. It was a... Uh, young pitcher. I'll look it up. You guys continue.
0: He passed away. Anyway, he was no... That year that before he passed away... If you remember correctly, there was a big thing about him throwing at people. Because mm-hmm. he threw 99 miles an hour. And that could actually hurt somebody. Well, all right. Okay,
1: so you should. I feel like you shouldn't be... It was your Donald Ventura.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ventura. Who was throwing at people. I, I feel like you shouldn't be
2: able... You should not be going at someone's head, because that has the potential to kill somebody. Well, he, 99 anywhere could would really... Well, yeah, it would hurt really bad, but I'm just saying, like, if you take a ball to the dome, you could potentially die at that velocity. If I okay. You, if you take one off, like, the side or off your ass, then...
1: You break a rib? When we say put it in the ear hole, that's more of a figure of speech. No, if you no, don't no, no, just... no, no, no. But some guys, like, they do do that.
0: Throw people's heads.
1: Which I don't agree with. Here's my I, it's, thing. It's a figure of speech, You should but... throw... If
0: you're going to throw at somebody, throw a change up at 92 or
1: throw a fastball at 92. When I was in... Travel ball, 13, 14 years old. We had a, you know, our catcher would give us a fist call, which was what our actual coach gave. And it's just, honestly, we had tears. We had, like, a fist pinky, which is, like, low. Fist middle finger was right there in, the like, the side ribs. And then a, a fist index finger was, you know, give him a little brush up on the shoulder. But we actually had signals yeah, for, yeah. like, how to operate our beaning guys like yeah. it's, well, it's it's incredible yeah, that's that's a process it's and what other sport are you going to find something like that
0: I remember last year this whole Syndergaard situation and that one that was umpire was mic'd up for the whole thing and oh, sandigar Cindergard literally just missed That was the last past.
1: that was a couple years ago because Mickey Callaway t- took the job with the Mets last year it was uh it was during the postseason, i believe when he got tossed yeah i think it was in the NLCS against the cubs I'm Uh, correct. Whatever it was, it was hilarious because no, Syndergaard was not trying to hit him. Or no, he went viral for some rant in the NLCS, but I think that might have been a regular season game. But besides the point,
0: I'm saying there's so there's unwritten rules, and everyone knows these rules, and then the umpires are aware of how to portray him. I'm not saying archers have been tossed from the game, which he didn't. I mean, he got warned. He got warned, but you knew it was coming.
1: Right, which I I feel like Amsat throw guys out for that, like throw it behind them, and maybe Archer's intent was just to throw it behind them to send the message back. Right, right, and that's fine. But some Amsan, you know, the Joe West, the Angel Hernandezes of the world, they want to make themselves the center of attention, so they'll just start tossing guys was every it, second. Was Angel the one that was? Uh, I, I can don't... do whatever I want. Well, he's definitely. That's definitely no, who he who is. Who said that? Who
0: said that I can do whatever I want?
1: Oh, to AJ AJ Hinch. Yes, it, I think it was Hernandez. Mouth off. I can do whatever I want. I think it was. I'll look that up to make sure, but I believe, yes. Hernandez and Joe West and uh West I know got, I know Tim Timmons' son. He went to St. Yeah, Charles yeah. and whatnot, and I've heard some stories about what he's done behind the plate. But uh no, yeah, these guys
0: West is West has
1: gotten better. In yeah. what sense, though? Since he blew that call three,
0: four, five, five years ago. Which one are you referring to? He blew the no hitter call.
1: He didn't blow the Galarago one, Yeah. No, that was that, him? I don't think so. No, I don't think that was him. The Detroit Tigers won? No, I, that wasn't him. I'm on it. <laughs> be Googling. Uh, no, but the, the point of it is is I like the Omset give the warnings, and they understand, especially if the message is throwing it behind the guy. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. It's Again, that's part of the unwritten rules of baseball. But you don't need to just be going out and tossing guys, because that not only is that going to make things worse, you're going to make – the animosity between the teams even greater because yeah, yeah. there's going to be even more pissed off people.
2: It was Jim Joyce was the yeah, first day. That's right. Right. Joyce. Yes.
1: He was a great guy. Jim Joyce is a
0: phenomenal guy. Came, yeah, at, no, I, came back and apologized. He did, which yeah, you know, appreciate.
1: own up to his mistake. You appreciate it because guys like Joe West and Angel Hernandez don't do that <laughs> at all. In fact, they just stand there and just stare at you. Or toss you. Or, or s- toss you. Well, the bright
2: side was the Indians didn't have a perfect game thrown against them. That was the the upside. Oh, trust of that. me, <laughs>
1: I was happier than hell. Are you kidding me? Uh, I think that who was that Johnny Peralta running at the base? Yeah, uh, might have been. I think so. Regardless, that was a uh, was his first name, Jose Jose Gallarado? Uh, it might be something I forget. But besides the point, that was uh. No, it was Armando Galarraga. Armando Galaraga. Yes, that's right. Man, that's been a few years, hasn't <laughs> it's it? It's been a while. Um, no, yeah. So, unwritten rules of baseball. Some I hate, some I love, but it's some good stuff. But You know, for the second half of the segment, I think there's something we really need to touch on real quick. On this great day of Monday, April 8th, we wish a sweet resting to our sweet prince, the AAF.
2: Gone too soon.
1: Brought us legends like Trent Richardson. Wolford. Wolford's one of the best, one of the best ever play I hear. Rashad Ross.
2: And how can we ever forget Bundy? Great wide receiver for the Arizona Hotshots. RIP <laughs>
1: Bundy. Okay, so if you have half a brain, you know by now that the AAF has folded or as they like to say suspended operations, which is kind of their way of leaving a door open and they said they've li- they've left a door open for the possibility of returning next spring, which I think is rather comical with the way they've handled the closing of this season. Right. But, but I know this one. This topic hits you in the heart, like yeah, it does. I, deep, deep in the middle of that little heart of yours.
2: I'm a big believer in the AAF, lifelong, lifelong Arizona Hotshots fan. <laughs> this, this one hurts. This one hurts because it's not even like your team left and moved to a different city. Like it's just dead. It does not exist.
1: But you have one of the most prized possessions in the history. I've got a couple of sports. I got, I got Hotshots shirt, and then I also have two Hotshots koozies as well. Oh my god. R.I.P. You should resell them for like. Honestly, though, I, I have to... No, I, you joke about that, but there's going to be some sports and like, wait about 25, 30 years.
2: Well, see, I want to know what's going to happen to all the apparel, because I would love... Like, I don't want to spend, like, $95 on a Hot Shot starter jacket, but, like... if the you price will come down. If you knock that down to around, like, 60 bucks, then, yeah, I'm all in. I will rock that for the rest of my life. <laughs> your grandchildren are right? going to be yeah.
1: asking, what's a Hot Shot, and you're going to have a little, little tear rolling down your left eye, onto your cheek. Uh... uh but there's so much, there's so much you can dive into with this topic. What there was the Memphis team, for example, was overexemplified during the split up. They, I think they were playing a road game that week. Uh-huh. When they eventually folded the league, and they were on the road. We'll get to you in a second, Bundy. Uh, but they folded it, and they were on the road, and literally the rooms had not been paid for yet. So they had all their possessions moved out of the rooms that they were holding into the front lobby. Imagine showing up after a game. You good over there. And they got taxed. They got hit for it, too. Yes. Not only that, players, when they had to fly home, all on their own dime, if you were on the IL or the injury report or whatever it was for them, you're out of luck because you're paying not only for your flight home, but you're also paying for all the uh, medical expenses you had to have following that. And I know there was a linebacker for... I can't remember which team it was, but he literally had broken his arm the day of that last game and the league folded the day after. So everything with his... Broken arm recovery and medical costs is all on his dime. So it was his injury that broke the leak, though. <laughs> I'm sure he'll probably say that. But it's just, not only did you just completely blow this, you're now just burning bridges with everybody you worked with. Right. Well, I
2: think the the big thing was the AF. they were completely banking on becoming... Uh, being able to sign a deal with the NFLPA and kind of share players with some of their practice squad. And when the when the NFLPA didn't necessarily agree to that, then they kind of realized, like, oh, we really don't have a backup plan for this.
1: Well, the problem with that is, is that that's, the, that's one of the main differences that they were taking versus the XFL, and then tying that into the fact that they were trying to get a jump start on the XFL and say, you know what? You're starting in 2020. We're going to be ready in 2019. Yeah. And you sped up that process while you needed to – they never really came out and said it, but they were banking on that unionship.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they really did not have a backup plan whatsoever. So
1: that Tom Dundon, whatever, however you pronounce his name, he invested. He was, he committed at first to invest about two hundred and fifty million. I think it only ended up being the seventy million that he lost. Right. And he kind of got turned off by the idea that it was going to cost about twenty million dollars to finish out. The rest of the
2: regular season. If you're already spending seventy, what's another
1: twenty? Because he's lost it all, and they weren't making any money in the process. I
2: see. I well, okay. Why? What caused him to invest in this in the first place? And why? Why did like I don't see what he got hoodwinked.
0: Could be
1: that. No, honestly, could be that because you're looking at look at the guys that were headlining this this league. Bill Polian, for example, Uh one of the most respected executives in the NFL history. Right. I yeah. mean if you're looking at guys like that and they're coming to you with a business plan and whatnot and all they need is just your money to make it work those are some guys that can convince you to do stuff like that.
2: Well, then that's that's on Dundon then, then for not doing his research on it cuz I can't see much much has changed from when he basically bought the league to the end of week 8. Like I I don't see much changing, so I don't understand at least at that point like I guess I'm just disappointed that we never even got to see the end of the season. Because, like, if you're already spending 70, obviously you have a lot of money to spend. So, what's another 20? Finish out the season, kind of get a feel for what changes are going to be made in the offseason. Because that's one thing the AAF was saying, too, was that they were going to make a lot of changes in the off season. Cause they kind of got after you run through a year, you get an idea how things are where you can improve things. So I think I feel like he jumped on without doing his research, didn't like what he was seeing, and then just pulled the plug as soon as he found out, which, to me, I I kind of wish he never got involved in the first place, because then he was the the only one that made this decision, because Charlie Ebersole and Bill Pullian, they were disappointed in the actions, but since they weren't the owners of it, because uh, Dundon put in the most money, then Dundon ultimately got to make that decision.
1: Yeah, for some reason, when they made that deal, the language in it gave Dundon all the proprietary Decision making. Well, I mean, it made sense because he spent the most money. Oh, so. That's fair. I saw a joke going around that Eversol and Bill Polian were the equivalent of Billy McFarlane and Andy Guy from uh, Fire Festival. Which, yeah, I don't know if uh, I go that far, but yeah, I know you gotta I, admit that was pretty funny. Andy's a champ, though. <laughs> but who's the guy that's taking the risk for the team though?
0: Yeah, Andy. Andy's the champ.
1: Well, in that sense, yes. But in this example, that's the point: is you gotta find. I don't
0: know Bill Napoleon personally. I think by the way.
1: Personally, well, yes, he did, but that's not the point. No,
0: like water deals.
1: Well (laughs) he got two big water deals after. Uh, Come on, man. He did. Yes, I know, but what did he have to do to get that though? All right, we're going way (laughs) too deep into this, man. I just wait. So we got another story to talk about.
0: All right, go ahead. Is it it... it fast? No, we can save it for next segment. Yeah, save it for next segment.
1: Well, that was great. (laughs) RIP
2: AAF. We will miss you, sweet Prince. Hotshots Champions 2019.
1: <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Welcome back to the final segment of the show. That really didn't play into what I wanted to play into because we're not talking about Cincinnati. We're not talking about Bill Ch- Belichick or the Patriots. We're talking about... I don't even want to say their names, but... Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Guys, I'm sure you're aware of what happened over the interwebs today. If you didn't, take a quick look. So, there's a... Well, freezing cold takes got into the mix here. So, Antonio Brown, a little bit while back, tweeted... This was ironic in itself, but... Keep your emotions off of the internet. He then proceeded to respond to some unverified account that mentioned him and you know that's never a good idea in the first place but he responds to a photo of Juju Smith-Schuster winning team MVP and it went along the lines of you know pointing out the fact that he fumbled a ball late in what game was that Uh, one of the last few games of the regular season last year which he was implying that cost him a chance at the playoffs which quite honestly it probably did
2: Right. But like everyone that I know that is a Steelers fan, like they everybody likes Juju. So like the, obviously this just comes off as a uh, a very bad look for A B, not that he really concerns himself with the opinions of others. Sure. But no, that was I mean that's just being a terrible teammate.
1: So Juju really didn't respond as much as just kinda of point out the obvious and saying, Don't put your emotions on the internet. Along the lines of that, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about here because it just seems like, I'm going to go down that avenue, but it's kind of like that ex-relationship that just, you know, it's gone, it's found its new new thing, but it still wants to just pesker you in any way, shape, or form, and I feel like that's Antonio Brown in this situation. Just move on, man. You're in Oakland. You got what you wanted. Stop right. worrying about this.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, no. It's just, to me, it's just like a, a lack of security with it at this point. Like he's just insecure about something. Because like, why else would you be responding to obviously uh, the Steelers Steve guy who tweeted the picture at AB? <laughs> obviously- it's always
1: someone. It's always somebody that's got like a teen name or a city name and then their original first name and their their Twitter name that gets people fired up. And I swear, I'm gonna just change my name to that sometime and get after somebody I don't like and see if that works out.
2: Right, but I just mean, like, what are you doing? Like, do you have nothing better to do that you're just responding to Steelers' Steve? Like, also, too, like, this is just a a terrible look, too. Like, emotion. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everybody went blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality
1: those days. By the way, check the list. It was the Saints game. Yes, yes, it was. Um... But like you've just got your deal restructured in Oakland. You are making better money at a guarant- higher guaranteed rate. If that's why you I don't know. I don't I wouldn't say you left for a better situation in terms of the playing field. You left for a better situation in terms of your guaranteed money. Like enjoy that you obviously didn't go to this situation and up your contract with the Raiders for the sake of competing on the field. You know what you went there for. Just take it, man. You're not going to be as good as the Steelers, and I don't think the Steelers are winning their division. They better not. <laughs> well, yeah, we both agree on that. But, no, stop over there. You're, how are your Saints doing? That's right. Be right. That's right. Stop
2: it. Well, remember, Bundy's the one who said that the Ravens would be winning the division, not the Steelers or the Browns. Well, I mean, he would have been pretty close this past year. i got to give him. T- but no, it was looking forward, though. I remember
0: that. Let's not forget about Lamar Jackson.
1: You mean the running back? Yeah, the the great, quarterback. Great running. Okay, let's over. play a game of over under how many games he actually plays in this year. Uh I I'll set the line at 12 and a half. Oh, under. Hammer the under. I would too. Absolutely hammer that under. You can't average 18 carries over, a game. Over. You cannot well, over? Here's the thing. He's I like He's getting hurt before week 8. If you actually But no, if you actually put the a, a spread and a line on it, I think the over would be the good smart money play to pick. But if you're trying to actually win and be confident in it, I'm taking the under. I can't trust a guy that's averaging eighteen carries a game. And I believe he's Sam did it. Not eighteen carries a game. Sal, he, he did that for the second half of the year and broke the record for most carries in a season by a quarterback in the pa- in the passing in, forward in pass half, era. In half the year. He broke the record. In half the year.
2: No, it's it's not feasible. Although, uh, once Lamar does go down, though, at least uh, we can look forward to RG3 stepping in for the Raiders. Here's
1: the thing. It's either going to be the that situation or it's going to be the fumbling because that's a big issue with him, too. Yeah. I mean, it's been horrendous for him. But back on to the old Stillers, I don't really think anything of this other than it's just unnecessary drama that happens in the NFL from time to time. It's surely not as much as what we see in the NBA, but you know what? anything that makes that franchise look doom and gloom and not as hot and spiffy as they've been the past 15, 20 years, I'm okay with it.
2: Yeah, I yeah, know for sure. I kind of wish A.B. Uh, would have stuck around just because I know how much of a distraction this is becoming from a Browns perspective.
1: Sure, no, I am, I, I am curious to see what would have happened if both Le'Veon stayed and Antonio Brown stayed because those weren't... Totally out of the equation. If the Steelers wanted to be that petty, they could have just kept AB on his contract and they could have transition tagged Le'Veon Bell. Right. And try to lock him up for at least another year. Right. Because he didn't show up for the previous year. Like, that would have been wow, but (laughs) that tells you how bad it got because it just got to the point where the Steelers said, it's not worth it, man. Go. Get out of here. Like, we don't need you anymore. We have James Conner and then we have Jalen Samuels. Like, you're replaceable, obviously. It's the running back position, and these days it's not very hard to do. Right, right. But you brought this topic up, Sal, and you haven't said a whole lot of words, so you might hey, as listen, well—
0: listen, I just wanted to bring it up because it was kind of crazy that A.B. was throwing shade at his former teammate.
1: Is it crazy, she... But is
0: it crazy, but though? She, but yeah, because you go through blood sweat, another, blood, sweat, and tears with one another to fight for something, to win a ball game, and now you're calling him something I can't see on yeah, air. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but you're saying it's crazy. Are we talking about the same person? I'm just saying, you got to have some respect. Okay. Again, this brings us back to a conversation we had a couple podcasts ago when we argued if Antonio Brown was (laughs) a very, I'll adjust the wording on it, a very distracting player in the locker room for players. Yeah. And you were adamant that that wasn't the case while we were.
0: I said I was wrong two weeks ago, so we can stop bringing it up. Well, you know
1: what?
2: (laughs) I'll, I'll... I like to hear it every once. Can
0: we can
2: we work that into the intro too? I was we, wrong. We might. That.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we might have to work something into that. But uh, no, yeah. I don't. I don't really think a whole lot into this. But um, no, it's interesting because if he can't back it up in the field in Oakland or when they transition to L.A. or excuse me, Las Vegas. That guaranteed money, he might he might look at that guaranteed money and say, I'm out, I'm snatching, I'm getting gone. Once, <laughs> once that guaranteed money rolls through, he's going to get out before the Oakland Raiders could get him out. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he'll actually do pretty well there if they can get a better quarterback. I don't I, think I Derek agree. Carr is the future of that team. And we can talk about this real quick for the remaining of this segment. If they're sitting there at four, and I know John Gruden has already worked out Dwayne Haskins at Pro Day for the Buckeyes a couple weeks ago. Is that a wild card team they're sitting at four? Especially if Kyler, Kyler Murray's going at pick number one to the Cardinals, which right is probably the worst kept secret of all time right now. Right, uh, is that a situation where you're optimistic for the future of the Raiders, which is hard to imagine?
2: I mean that that's so hard to think about. Like, well, also too, like you're not every like rookie quarterback that even if it does turn out to be a good quarterback, like that's. It's a lot to ask for him to make that much of a difference in his first year. Uh, like obviously we were blessed with Baker and I'm he did say, make you that. You guys,
0: I must say, the Browns are the typical team of it took you eighteen tries, but oh more than that. But yeah, yeah, no, I
2: get you, <laughs> I get you. Um, yeah, no, that's that's so hard. And like I really do think Haskins is going to be a good NFL quarterback. It's just I don't know if he and if there's a lot. If there is enough other weapons around him, that they would be able to make that much of a that much of an impact this quickly.
1: That's right. I kind of looked at it in that way. I've thought of it twofold. I thought it would be good to pair him with A. B. I couldn't with him and his arm talent throwing it to Antonio Brown. Yeah. I'm. I okay. I'm not crazy enough to say it would be better than what he and Ben had going on, but. That's not that bad of a drop-off, if you're asking me. What I've seen, and maybe that's my own p- biased lenses I'm looking through. Right, but right. He's got the arm talent to really make him not skip a beat over there in you Oakland.
0: Know, right, and they, uh, they need a quarter. They need a quarterback. They need a running back. In ideal world, what would happen though is?
1: Yeah, here we go. You will
0: love this take. Oh, you'll love there's it. no
1: take. It's just I know what's coming yeah. down the line, so you might <laughs> as well just say it now. What am I? What am I gonna say? Does this rhyme with Jenny Gel? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, boy. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in a running back that runs a 4-7. That's
0: all right. Listen, you get Haskins in the first round, come back in the second round, give the boy Benny Snail,
1: boys, Benny hey, Snail. why wait till the second round? They have four first-round picks. You might <laughs> as well use it on one of them. Nah, he's going to be in the second round. You want to make a bet on that? Second round? Pinky bet? Uh, probably third round. Pinky, I'm not, no, pinky, no pinky bet. Because we've seen Sebastian go <laughs> from <laughs> the first round. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Give me an over-under on, I don't know, if you want to do round or you want to do pick line.
2: I think it'd be easier to do pick. Here, hold on. Let's uh, let's pull up the...
1: As you Google that, I want to just, other than the Columbus bias, and I know he's a, he's a Westerville Central Warhawk, He you have connections, I get it, but what, outside of that, why are you so enamored with him? He runs with passion. I mean, he plays with a heart. You can't teach that. This is a very deep running back class, and I don't know if he's even in the top five. I think he's top five. He's better than Josh Jacobs, better than Damian Harris, better than Darrell Henderson. Listen, talent wise, maybe not.
0: But give me a guy that has that kind of heart. You can play that game with almost any. Oh, hey,
1: man. no, no, no. But you gotta see, the- you gotta watch the game. He puts in so much emotion. I watched the game. He's a great college running back. I just don't know if I can trust him to be my workhorse guy in the NFL. I guarantee you he can. Benny Snell will be a phenomenal running back. Can NFL. he handle the load? Sure. Is he going to be effective, though? Yes. I don't know with his style of running. I don't know if he can. He'll have... Can he run a zone scheme, though? I just don't know if he can do
0: that. He'll have seven seasons of great ball and have a potential Hall of him career.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: Potential, potential,
1: potential. All right.
0: Potential. I mean, do you realize how good you have to be? He reminds me of guys like.
1: Oh, here we go. All right, yourself, Ricky Williams. Oh, my God. All right. Zach, go ahead and give us the, All right. the rundown.
2: So, Oakland Raiders draft picks. They have number four, number 24, and 27. And then the second round, they have 35. And then they do not have a third round pick. So, the next one would be 106.
1: I don't even care about. Whether the Raiders draft him or not, I'm just curious about how you think he's going to be a second round guy.
0: You might be a wait to get third round, but listen, (laughs) I'm trying to get guys that I want early.
1: Set your line on pick line on where he goes. Seventy three. Zach, can you give me a look up of where that number lies? I think that's early third.
2: Yeah, that that should be early third.
1: (sighs) That's tough. I. I see him as more of a late third, early fourth guy. Are you giving me odds? Two and a half pinkies. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's a little tight. If you're talking 73rd.
2: 73rd would be the one, two, three.
1: Also, you're not considering composition, comp, uh, compensation picks, but that's not until the end of the third.
2: It'll be the ninth pick um, ninth pick in the third round. It, 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 and this is kind of taking it into account because the Giants lost their third round pick due to a 2018 supplemental draft pick.
1: So, okay, while I this this offer you got Tell me a team that might benefit from his style, because I, I right now I'm not seeing a team in the top 73 picks that are going to take that.
0: Defend your take. I'm thinking that's why this, I this, asked this, you. This is... <laughs> Jaguars. But they already have Fournette. Well, Listen, I'm trying to give you some teams that might benefit.
2: Well, they have the 69th pick. That's around 73. The Bills.
1: The Bills actually. Bills, I are, mean, Bills yeah, are at 74. They're pretty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You want the hook? 73 and a half? <laughs> well, 73 is New England. Oh, they wouldn't take him. No, they already got Sonny Michelle and all those guys up there.
0: But the Bills would benefit from them? You no, know, else would benefit. The old, good old Detroit Lions. Let's
1: see. Uh, Lions have but the, the 88. But the, the Lions don't run like that.
0: They, they need to to save Matthew Stafford's body from dying. I'm not saying that.
1: I'm just... I don't think and they, they need would a, use,
0: They need a workhorse because they have on Johnson. who's not really a workhorse. He's a theoretic, but better.
2: Well, if Detroit did not trade with New England, Detroit would have the 73rd pick.
1: <laughs> okay, this is getting really tight. <laughs> yeah, this, this is too much. Where I have him generally going is, is in between like 78 and 88. <laughs> um, I need right. some odds.
2: Oh, first All off. Right, so you're including the Browns in that then.
1: Browns have uh, the
2: 80th. No, Browns, the gonna Browns are not going to
1: take him. Uh, well, we got to set the parameters. Like, what are we betting here? Pinkies. I'm not betting a damn pinky. Shut up. All right, a thumb. Thumbs not
2: a thumbs not a finger, so it's fine.
1: Typical handle bet. A handle bet. No, it's gotta, yeah, do, <gasps> it, it's got to
2: it's got to be within a price range though. Because knowing you, Bundy, well, you'll get,
1: yeah, he's gonna he's, ask for some like well, Patty Van Winkle hey, that costs yeah, ten thousand dollars for that. But hey. then if you when you know he's
2: gonna be giving you some Soco.
0: Listen. Thirty-five to fifty-dollar bottle handle.
1: I don't know if I want to go that high.
0: Uh, I started with uh, what is it like eighteen
2: ninety-nine for a handle of Admiral? No, can't get wrong with the Admiral. What's a bottle
1: of Crown Royal running? About twenty. About 20- twenty. A bottle or a handle? <laughs> I don't give a damn. Whatever it is.
0: Let's just do a bottle. So thirty-five is a bottle. Is a bottle of cognac. Okay, I'll do that. So thirty-five to fifty. You went to hook. 73 and a half? Yeah. We'll take 73 and a half. Okay. That's a deal.
1: Everybody's heard it. It's what are you, in what are you place. Taking taking, huh? are you taking the over? Taking the over. Alright. Later than 73 and a half. All right. Put it on the board. <laughs> Alright. Without further ado, it is now time for the best part of the day. Yeah, baby. What is what
2: is you doing, baby? They got a basketball court, Dan. You're not putting po- No, Dan. Dan, you was oh my God, baby. <sighs> Damn, baby, what is you going, baby? Who?
0: What is you just doing back there, baby? All over the place, baby. Well, you gonna follow around home? Hey, damn, baby. What is you doing, baby? Damn, baby. No, damn. Come on, damn. You can't be touching everything, baby. Lord, baby, all over the place.
1: All right, Zach, you have two. Right. So I'm gonna
2: let you go first. All right. For my first one, let's go to the great state of California. Headline reads: Wanted. So everyone out there listening, you can uh, you can play a part in this and help find this wanted man who. Stole a chainsaw by sticking it in his pants. So what he did was he walks into this—I don't know—we'll call it a Home Depot. Uh, he grabs the chainsaw, sticks the the blade part down the front side of his pants, and then hides his engine uh, compartment with his uh, with his jacket, and just just walks out with it. All right? This doesn't look like it's a it's a small chainsaw either. Like this looks like it's it's pretty sizable. He just just walks in. And just hides it, then walked out the door, in his uh, and then drove away in his silver late 1990s Ram pickup truck. So I mean, <sighs> I I mean you gotta be you gotta be something if you're going to be sticking chainsaws down your pants. Ah, uh, could <laughs> you imagine if he accidentally turned that on? <laughs> See, I like to think there's enough like safety stuff with that that
1: it wouldn't, but like.
2: I mean if he if it did turn on though, I feel like you kinda get what you're what you're going for there. And that's that's kind of what you get. Well
1: he's gonna have a lot more issues, I'll tell you that, than just going to jail. <laughs> true, true. All right, we're gonna take this down to Florida. So a Florida man this is Saint Lucie, Port Saint Lucie, Florida. So a Florida man was arrested within minutes after he was released from jail for burglarizing cars in the jail's parking lot. <laughs> Saint Lucie County Sheriff's Office says thirty seven year old Casey Lewis. Bonded out of jail Thursday, only to be caught by deputies burglarizing several cars outside the jail. Lewis was booked inside the jail on burglary charges until and then was released a second time that day on bond. The Treasure Coast newspapers reports that Lewis originally was brought to jail on a grand theft charge. (laughs) Online records show no attorney listed for Lewis. I mean... my, My only observation is maybe he likes it in there. I don't know. I mean, there's stupid, and
2: then there's there's really stupid,
1: and then there's this. Hey, now, I'm not comparing high school cafeteria food, the jail cafeteria food, but if they got like that macaroni and cheese back from our high school days or the pizza <laughs> and whatnot, you best believe I'm getting back in there on like a lesser charge, burglarizing cars. That's that's all right. That's not bad. It's not as bad as Grand Theft Auto.
0: Listen, we all know that people from Florida are the craziest mother. I know. <laughs> watch yourself. Oh, hey, listen, nice say, watch yourself. We had a good episode. Listen, I <laughs> don't need to waste it. You know, I, but they're the craziest people on the planet. So I didn't say anything. You're good. Wrong. I just
1: needed to do it. We've only done it once every show, so we had to get it in. <laughs> all right, Bundy, do you have one? Should you actually come up with one? No. Why would I do this? Because you don't prepare. Oh, listen, everybody. This guy <laughs> shows up. And is never prepared for anything we do. He sits in the corner, is on LinkedIn, on his phone, doing whatever he needs to do. He pops his head up every so often, gives a comment. That's why you don't hear his voice very often. Like a, no. Do you have like, anything to offer? Anything?
0: I'm offering commentary. Honestly, <laughs> he's, he's kind of like a like a prairie dog over there. Like he's, <laughs> he's got his
2: head down on his phone, and then he thinks of something, and then he pops his head up. Like Listen, he, like in, the, in the last segment, he's like, oh, breaking news. Have you guys seen this AB and Juju thing? like, <laughs> yes.
0: I've been, I'm working over here. Looking at the RPIs in the college baseball.
1: Okay, that's big well, deals. When we get to the college World Series, just Bundy- wait until he finds out Brett Favre retired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I okay. wasn't. I was invited to work the uh, dugout of the uh, game that's hosting at the TD Ameritrade TD Ameritra- between the Royals and whoever. Uh huh. But I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it out there for that game or not gotcha. on June ter- June 13th. All right, here's an idea. That sounds like a blast. I'm supposed to work the clubhouse. Bundy Club luck. Is get,
1: Club is get those tips. Good luck. That's all I gotta say.
2: Bundy, we'll give you an entire episode once we get close to the College World Series. You can just talk about. Colin, Colin will come in and do his producer stuff. I'll just sit here and watch, and then you can just talk for an hour just about college baseball.
0: Y'all can comment, but y'all won't know what y'all
1: talking about. You're right. No. That's a oh, off topic. But again, I just looked and like. I had to follow Ohio State's baseball team because I sometimes operate some of their games. Rough I saw weekend. It's like, well, yeah, that's true. Like, they're not it's, very good. It's the first week of April, and we're in, like, game 32-33 right now. And yeah. I think they play, like, 40 games in a regular season. Yeah, that's what 50 happens. 50-ish. 50-ish, whatever. But besides the point, you have that many games already, and it's the first so, week of no, April? No,
0: it depends. Like, So some teams play more on the front end and less on the back end. So, like, if you're down south, they'll play more on the front end, and so then they, they have the back end...
1: But so did we. But we're from the north. I don't get that. Because you well, guys don't go you, to class. You, you go, <laughs> yeah, you guys just—they <laughs> play on the weekends. They they travels down. They the
0: have they have Tuesday games, and you guys for your whole your whole summer, spring break with games too. Like Creighton's only played—they're um, 16 and seven right now. Oh wow! So they've only played 23 games. We've also lost. We lost two series, two weekends. But
1: that's a, that's a good point, but and that's, that's only besides six the games. point. Whatever. No, I was right. talking college baseball. Zach, you have one more. Fill in for Sal. Go ahead.
2: All right. Two men arrested after they took turns shooting at each other. All right. So the three of us, like, we've all had our <laughs> fair share of just hanging out, just casually drinking, uh, going to parties and whatnot. And I, I will say this. I don't think an idea this wild has come across any of our minds. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but... So they were, two men were, uh, this is in the great state of Arkansas, I don't know if I already said that or not. Uh, two two men were drinking on a deck, and then one of them just had the grand idea of, hey, why don't you shoot me with a 22 caliber rifle while I wear this bulletproof vest? So then they did it, he shot one, and then the dude got upset, the guy that was shot was upset, because it hurt. So then he made the other guy put on the vest and then unloaded a clip into his back. Causing bruises but no serious injuries.
1: <laughs> at what I mean at what point do you think that this is a good idea? At all? Well, I'm pretty sure you mentioned right from the top it was uh they were drunk, right? Well yeah, there's your answer.
2: Well yeah, but like that should not come across your your mind really at any state of mind and then or even if you do think of it, but then to actually do it. Like that, that's so ridiculous Again this is Arkansas So I mean you can't Maybe that's just kind of how things roll down there but
0: I tend to value my life So that would never happen You want
2: I've wanna, seen
1: you do some crazy stuff drunk though Don't take that out of consideration
2: I just want to see Bundy on the dance floor That's all I want to see
1: Let me tell you I've had the pleasure of seeing it twice And never gets old <laughs> Never
2: Uh, Bundy we need to make that happen
0: you know, alright. It's all good.
1: All right. Well, that was a fun episode. Thank you for listening to episode number eleven. I think this fits for the tone of what we were doing today. Thank you everybody yeah. for listening. We will see you next week. Till I
0: can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gon' ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, Horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the bushes black and match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch. Now nah, can't nobody tell me. Yeah. Me-